Welcome to the Homilies and Reflections podcast by Father Steve Anderson from Holy Redeemer Church. I was trying to prepare for this homily today, and the dumbest thing in the world came across my mind. And of course, that's what I'm going to share with you. Uh, It's when we were kids, remember? We're the same age. When we were kids, uh, we used to always do this. Uh, If somebody, and we always liked something, we always like, we would say, oh, I just love that person, or I just love that thing. And if you ever said that when I was a kid, I don't care if it was my brother or sisters or my my school friends or whoever it was, if we said, boy, I really love that, about two or three of them would just chime in automatically and say, well, why don't you marry it? Right? You remember those days? <laughs> remember Pee Wee Herman? He does his pajama sleepover, pajama party or whatever, and it's all like, oh, I love so-and-so. I was like, why don't you marry him? You know, I love this thing. Why don't you marry it? And so in, in that show, Pee Wee's uh, pajama party or whatever, uh, he marries a bowl of fruit salad, for goodness sakes, because he said, oh, I love fruit salad so much. And someone says, why don't you marry it? And so he did. (laughs) But it turns out, praise God, it was only a dream. (laughs) He married it in his dream, and when he woke up, he's like, whew, I thought I married a bowl of fruit salad. And so this idea of, I love something so much, I'm going to marry it. Uh, Cindy and I have been talking, maybe it was because of this homily, she was like, how do you like that? I'm like, Cindy, I like this so much, I'm going to marry it, you know? It's like, it's just been on my mind, because uh, God likes you so much, what? We want to say to God, why don't you marry you? Why don't you marry him? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what this Old Testament's all about, this reading. That's what this gospel reading is all about. It's marriage in this world's good, but the marriage that God wants to do between you, your soul, and God is what this is all about. God loves your soul so much. God wants to become one with you. God wants to marry you. And we'll get into that a little deeper. I was thinking about it, and when I was coming out, you know, we have such a beautiful, fun church. I was thinking about saying to you, and you can, well, if I say this, will you respond back? Will you respond back? Why don't you marry, you know? All right, because... We have this really, really cool deacon, don't we? Don't we got like the best deacon in the world? I just love this deacon. <laughs> I know, right? It's that good. And if, you, if I was God, I'd say, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That is exactly what God wants to do. Uh-oh, uh, deacon's wife's over there. I, 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 no threat, no threat. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> okay. Marriage is kind of cool of another way, too, that reflects our faith, is that you're either married or you're not. Uh, you're not kind of married, right? Uh, you're, you're either married or you're not, and I can prove it, because uh, my paycheck, Nancy knows where my paycheck goes, right? Descending, you know, because we're all in. My money's her money. My life's her life, you know? There's no kind of married, kind of not married, you're either married or you're not. So much so that when teenage ministry people, uh, like Jason Everett, when, someone, when these teenagers, these high school kids, always come to them and say, I'm in love with this person, this boy or this girl, is it okay to say, have sex? He says, well, let me just ask a question. Are you married? 
And it's that easy. If you're married, yes. If you're not married, no. And so you don't have to wonder, am I in love enough or am I this enough or whatever? Simple question. Are you married or are you not married? And everyone knows if they're married or if they're not married. It's that simple. In fact, if I was like in Starbucks and with Cindy and uh, some woman about my age came up to me and said, hi, are you married? And I hesitated. I'd be wearing Cindy's coffee, right? I know what to say when someone comes up and says, are you married? Yes, happily, for 43 years to the best wife ever. That's what you say because, you know, you're all in. And that's when we have these uh, evangelists come and they talk about being all in. That's all they're talking about. They're just talking about this marriage between the church and Jesus, between your soul and God. What they're talking about is either you're all in or you're not. There's no in-between. And so uh, that's a beautiful image of our stewardship, of our, of our uh, relationship with God and, and of our whole lives. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm happily married to that God. For 63 years, my whole life, there's never been a time when I didn't know that God. There's never been a time I didn't love that God. Yeah, absolutely. Are you Catholic? Yeah, all the way, always. Cool, right? We know who we are, just like we know about marriage. So the cool thing about marriage is that it really defines our God, it defines our church, and it defines our lives. Whenever I do a wedding, it's easy for me to preach about God because Pope John Paul II, remember him? He's the saint now. He's that beautiful, beautiful. Some people call him John Paul the Great because they love him so much. So John Paul, when he was talking about the Trinity, he said the best image of the Most Holy Trinity, the best, tr the best image of our God is your marriage. The marriage between this husband and wife and that Holy Spirit that is the love between them, the Holy Spirit that makes their relationship a sacrament, that image of you is the best image of God there is in our world. That's what marriage is. Marriage is what our God is. God is marriage to us. It's a perfect image. It's the best image we can use. How cool is that? Your relationship with one another is the best image. And if you're not married, don't worry, we'll get to you soon. We're going to talk about Teresa of Avila. But when uh, the Apostle Paul was trying to describe Jesus's relationship to the church, he talks about Jesus as the bridegroom and the church as the bride. The only image, and Paul tried every image in his world to try to come up with a description of what our relationship with God was, the superabundant image he came up with was the marriage between Christ and the church. All the marriages that we bless, we say that your marriage represents the marriage of Christ with the church, your union. But the marriage of Christ with the church or the marriage of God with your soul, that's even better. You know why? Well, Cindy knows why, because she's married to me. I think I'm, I got the best marriage ever, but, you know, she gets to go straight to heaven because she's married to me, right? Right, and so, so one day, you know, till death do us part. 
But that relationship between you and God, that your soul and God, that's not till death do us part. <laughs> that's, it really gets going at death. At death we, we start, not at death we part. And uh, that's when our soul and, and God just is united in this beautiful oneness, and we can have that now. If you're open now, we have that now with God. And so the best image for Paul, for the church and, and, uh, and Jesus, marriage. Yeah, the superabundant image. And then there's a beautiful saint, Teresa of Avila. You've all heard of her. She says Catholics, God love them. Uh, she was one. She says, Catholics, the best of them. She said there's about seven levels in this spiritual journey, seven mansions, she called them. And in the seven levels that Teresa of Avila has, uh, the good ones start at level five, at the fifth mansion. I'm going to talk about that for a minute. She says our very best Catholics in the church, they get to about level four. Oh, <laughs> uh, very best only get to four because they're always just talking about the rules. They're always just talking about what's in their head. They're always just talking about how to do this or how to do that. She says the best level starts in Mansion 5 where we become betrothed to God, to Christ, engaged to Christ. We become betrothed to God. And the sixth mansion, the sixth level, is we get married to Christ. We marry God. And then the last level, the seventh, we become one with God. It was in the gospel reading, it said, and the two, the husband, a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one. That's the most perfect image between your soul and God that Jesus could come up with, that we become betrothed, we become married, and we become one. That's why Jesus is so strong on marriage, is because he's so strong on God's relationship with you. God will never, ever leave you. God is committed to you forever and ever, so much so that God became you. God became a human being. It says in the second reading, he was made for a little while low, a little lower than the angels. Why? For God so loved the world <laughs> that the Son left home and came for you to marry you. God so loved the world that he sent his only son to get married to us. Are you open-minded enough to con consider this new relationship with God? This is our relationship with God. How cool is that? And then they talk about babies. Well, that always happens in marriage. There's always babies. Uh, usually when we have a music group up here, last time I saw these two women up here with these wraps and babies in the wraps, and, and it was just beautiful because the babies were there, and everyone loves those babies. Whenever you bring a baby into the church, everyone gathers around them because people like new things. People like to see that new life, those new babies. And that's what the church is called to do, this marriage between us and Christ, is to bring new people into the church. A lot of people don't want to bring anyone new into the church because they don't want their church to change. If you bring new people into the church, we won't get to keep our cute little church forever and ever. They're going to change it because people change things. Everyone, when you bring someone new in, how many know when you bring a baby into a home, it changes everything? Right? I do. 
<laughs> my, second, my, my oldest son said to me, Dad, does, when my second son was born, my, my oldest said to me, Dad, does this mean you and Mom are going to love me less? I'm like, are you kidding? It means she's loving me less. <laughs> me and you got to stick together, buddy. This whole th- home changed when this baby came into the house. Yeah, everything changes when you bring new people. But that's why the Pope says the doors of the church have to always be open. We're always inviting new people in because Jesus said, don't rebuke the little children. Let them come. Let the new ones come. This is what it's all about, having kids. Yeah, and the church, that's what it's all about, just inviting more and more people, evangelization uh, for sure. And so let's just, let's just close uh, with this uh, idea. What does this really have to do with us? How can we open our hearts and let God speak to us? Well, it's simple. Uh, God loves us so much. And if God was to say to us today, I love her so much, what would we say? Why don't you marry her? I love him so much. What would we say? Why don't you marry him? And he says, I'm going to do just that. That's exactly what I came to do. Marry your soul. Open up. Let's go way past Teresa's uh, Catholics who only got to four, following all the rules, doing all the studying, reading all the books. Let's set them down for a minute and get engaged. And then let's get married and let's become one. God, we're open. Lead us. This is our faith. And I love it so much, I'm going to marry it. How about you? How about you? Because what a wonderful God. What a wonderful faith we have.